Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in the Gospel of Matthew, and we've looked at the first, I think, three verses of the 17th chapter. And it's the account of where Jesus was transfigured before three disciples that he had chosen to take up on the high mountain. And I thought it might be worth our time to uh, do a little cross-reference in the other Gospels and their account of this. And boy, was I right about this, because I saw a thing or two here I hadn't seen before. This is really interesting. So let's go to Mark. In Mark chapter 9, uh, beginning with verse 2, we have the account. And Mark uh, is basically the same as what we've covered before. It says this, Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and brought them on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his garments became radiant and exceedingly white as no launderer on earth can whiten them. So, as is often the case, uh, Mark gives a very succinct account of what happened. For instance, Mark doesn't mention uh, Jesus' face. He does talk about that the garments, not only were they white, but no launderer could make them that white. <coughs> you know, nobody can launder something get that white. Now, let's go to Luke, Luke chapter 9 also, beginning with verse 28. A uh, couple of really interesting things. So, listen to this. It says this. Some eight days after these sayings, he took along Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. Now, there's a couple of differences right here. You notice in the two previous accounts, it was, he went up on a high mountain. Here he goes up on the mountain, the mountain, hmm, like there's some particular mountain for some reason. But did you notice at the very beginning the difference? I bet you did. In Matthew and Mark, it says six days later. Here, Luke says, eight days. Eight days. The six days, uh, as we saw in Matthew, where after Jesus had said, hey, there, you know, there's going to be some of y'all that will not taste death, but will see the Son of Man come in his glory. But here, Luke says, eight. Now, you know what's going to happen. Uh, those in the world will come along and say, ah, oh, see, the Bible's in error, because these two Gospels say six this one says eight. No, there's no error here. Luke says some eight days after these sayings. Well, what sayings? <laughs> well, you go back and you find out that Luke just has a, a different place from where he's starting the timeline. So it'd be like me saying, uh, uh, I'm starting off the timeline on Monday. Okay, so I say six days later from that Monday. Okay, well, Luke might have started his timeline on Saturday from events and sayings that were said a couple days before. Uh, remember in the Matthew and Mark account, we've already seen that Jesus had fed uh, the 4,000. They had just flowed out of that account and that the people had been with him three days. So, you know, it may be the kind of thing that Luke's actually backing up and, and starting from the beginning of that. So there's no error right here. It's just a different timeline. Now, verse 29 of chapter 9 of Luke, listen to this. And while he, Jesus, was praying the appearance of his face became different. So you notice that when and Matthew and Luke don't mention that Jesus is praying when he's transfigured. I mean, Matthew and Mark, but Luke does. 
Luke says he's praying. And while he's praying, the appearance of his face becomes different. Matthew, Mark just says, uh, well, Matthew just said that it shone. Mark ignores it, that his face just shone. It radiated like the sun. Luke says it's different. Then Luke says, and his clothing became white and gleaming. So Matthew describes it as white as light. Mark describes it whiter than anybody could wash it. Don't you love that? And Luke says that it's gleaming. Then Luke continues in verse 30. And behold, two men were talking with him, and they were Moses and Elijah. So Mark says the same thing, that Moses and Elijah were talking with him. Now, in verse 31 of Luke, though, he gives a little detail right here that's not mentioned in other Gospels. He continues the sentence. So they were Moses and Elijah who, appearing in glory, okay, appearing in glory, what does that mean? It's in splendor. So not only are they still alive, not only are they not dead, but they are in glory also, in splendor. They were speaking of Jesus' departure which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. So Moses and Elijah were speaking to Jesus about what was about to occur in Jerusalem. And see, Peter, James, and John heard this. They heard this. They heard what was going on. Remember in the previous episode I'd said, uh, uh, Jesus is going to tell them later on in this account right here, not to say anything until after the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Now, something else came to my mind when I was looking at all this kind of stuff today. Uh, you know, the Scripture tells us that if Satan himself had known what was going to happen, then he would not have killed the Lord. See, that's the reason that God presented the things the way he did, sometimes in a oblique, vague kind of ways in the Old Testament, because he wasn't tipping his hand to Satan. He wasn't letting Satan know what's going on. But here Moses and Elijah were speaking to Jesus about what he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. So what does that tell us? Also, Jesus had been telling his disciples, hey, you know, I'm going to be handed over to these people. I'm going to be killed, but I'm going to rise from the dead. And yet Satan didn't know that. What does that tell us? I think it tells us a couple of things. Primary among it, uh, Jesus said that he had protected the disciples while he was here with them, speaking particularly of the 12, that he had protected them, that he had watched over them. Jesus did not allow the evil one to eavesdrop on things, even though one of the minions of the evil one wound up being one of his disciples, Judas. Even though when Judas was going along and betrayed him, even then Satan did not know what was going on. Even through his minions, he didn't know what was going on. Now, we know that Satan isn't omniscient, omnipotent, all that kind of stuff, okay? Omnipresent. We know that. But we know that his minions report back to him, shall we say. But even that did not occur. That here, Moses and Elijah were speaking of his departure that he was about to accomplish in, at Jerusalem. And Satan himself did not know about it. The powers of evil did not know about it. Even when Jesus was speaking of uh, being raised from the dead and being killed by the religious rulers, and Judas is sitting right there, sitting right there, he didn't know 
even went. Siri didn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> My iPad just went off. Even when Satan entered in to Judas at the ultimate time of deception, even then, Satan didn't know. That shows us that the Lord protects us, that the Lord watches over us. also shows us that the, that the enemy can't read our mind. Even when he came into Judas, he didn't know what Judas knew. See, he can't do that. There's some really intriguing things that come out of this when you start paying attention to it, right? One last thought here. They were speaking about his departure. Departure from what? Yeah, I think it's departure from this corporal existence, departure from this role and this functioning, from this time, departure from here, which he was about to accomplish, accomplish at Jerusalem. Folks, there was purpose. There was a goal. There was a thing here that was planned before the foundations of the earth and creation were spoken into existence. And Jesus was about to accomplish it. And what does God do? The glory of the Lord comes down upon the Lord Jesus. And here you are, representatives of the law, Moses, and of the prophets, Elijah. We're speaking with Jesus about that which the law and the prophets had foreshadowed that was about to be accomplished. That's crazy, isn't it? Some good stuff right there. Well, my time's up. We'll continue with this. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much. And I'll see you later.